Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why do you think mental health is not popular in the Philippines? If you look at Filipino culture uh, mm-hmm. in particular, there's mental health and well-being all over the place. The concepts of pakikisama, pakiramdam, they're beautiful words. These are mental health things. It's just that we don't make that deliberate connection. So to me, the concept of mental health, while it sounds new, mm-hmm. to me, it's actually not. It's just that we use the Western word of mental health which we don't have a direct translation for, right? Uh, that's why it, lo- it sounds foreign. Hey, fellow adults, let's figure adult life together. Because adulting wasn't taught in school. Listen to stories and questions and sometimes expert advice on adulting, self-development, finding stability, relationships, health, well-being, and more. Because it's an adult thing! Hi everyone! Hello. Hello! We're back! It's me, Mika. Me, Carla. And Azel. Now we have a special guest. Yes. Because we are going to talk about mental health today. So yes. we asked an expert to come in and guide our discussion. Sinetch itetch. Okay, I'll introduce I'll introduce the guest. So we have with us Dr. Ronald Del Castillo. So he's a doctor of psychology and he has a master's degree in public health and he teaches in the University of the Philippines Manila and he has this um, advocacy online it's Diwa Mental Health Welcome back here, sir. Yay. Welcome it's good to be back. Miss you. Long time no see. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna talk about mental health in general. In general, it's like an introduction to it. So it's, it's our first time actually to really have an episode purely about mental, mental health. health. Mm-hmm. Yes. But before that, yes. What? What? <laughs> oh, before that. <laughs> so we have. <laughs> so we have this um, weekly catch up segment in the podcast where we talk about their adulting highlights of the week. Okay, so Carla will share first. <laughs> Usually, ikaw ah. It's always me. <laughs> Sige, para iba naman si Hazel. Handa ka dun ah. <laughs> I'm prepared, I'm prepared. Okay, napasa sa akin. Okay, sige, highlight. One of the gifts I received nitong New Year ay it's a 2020 planner mm-hmm. for Muji. Mm-hmm. And eh, meron na kasi akong another notebook dedicated for my to-do list. Mm-hmm. So, I decided na yung 2020 planner na yon ay gagamitin ko na lang to pang-track ng mga activities ko na events na nangyayari sa araw-araw ko. Okay. Ang concern ko kasi noong 2019, parang feeling ko, iniisip ko lang to ha, kasi wala akong, hindi rin ako nagtitingin ng data masyado. Yun yung problem sa people, laging emotions yung tinitingnan natin, hindi yung exact na mga nangyayari. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, kung iniisip ko, parang ang, ang uneventful ng 2019. Pero nagtitingin naman ako ng photos ko sa phone ko. I rarely post. So, 
hindi rin accurate, you know, hindi accurate um, representation ng buhay ko yung social media ko. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a very private person. Mm-hmm. So, pag may mga events, marami akong photos sa phone, yeah. never on my social media, media accounts. So, tingin ako nung photos, ang dami naman nangyayari. Yeah. So, to actually label 2019 as uneventful, parang hindi yun fair sa okay. akin at sa 2019 ko. Uh-huh. So, nitong January, so I started writing uh, kung ano man nangyari sa day na yon. Not necessarily what I felt, kasi ibang, dami palang journal. <laughs> dami palang what sinusulat. What I felt, what I thought, what I bought. <laughs> dami palang sinusulat pag uwi. Anyway, so I was writing, tapos, nakikita ko din na, oh my God, ang daming nangyayari. ba? Diba? And, kaya rin naman nagiging boring sa tingin natin at uneventful ang isang araw, ang isang linggo, isang taon is, hindi rin kasi tayo nag-e-effort. Kaya feeling ko wala masyadong nangyayari. I try to, alam mo yun, mag- mag-schedule na magagawin. Dapat yung mga ginagawa ko sa personal life ko is, things I really value at nakakatulong talaga for me. Things I really want to do, not what I think other people want me to do. So, sobrang helpful. For the last two weeks, at, at itong previous weeks, and counting. Wow! <laughs> Yan. So, nakita ko na, ang dami ko naman palang nangyayari. Ang na-learn ko rin doon is, hindi naman kailangan parating ang taas-taas ng araw mo. Mm-mm. Sobrang, ang normal naman kasi is, mas nalang okay siya. Yun. It can be just neutral Mm-mm. lang. It doesn't have to be bad. doesn't have to be good. Mm-mm. It just have to be okay. So, yun. Yun yung highlight ko. Ma'am, very good yung pag-journal, ah. Kasi, na-encounter ko sa Stumbling on Happiness ni Dan Gilbert. Sabi niya, we're super bad at remembering how we felt in the past. Pero pag nag-journal ka, not only yung event, pero how you felt about it, marirealize natin na, uy, ang saya ko pala nung araw na yon Na-tarnish lang sa memory natin. So, nice, nice that we're recording our lives as it passes. Pero yun kasi parang feelings, emotions, they pass. So, ang basis ko is the data I have nung that araw na yun. very scientific. So, <laughs> <laughs> ano po, ano? Panalo na. Okay. See you next. Carla! <laughs> Highlight ko, I'm on my third book for the year. Nice. Diba? Yung rate ko so far, mga one book per week. Kaya ako nakakabasa ng maraming books kasi audiobook lahat na binabasa ko. So, traffic pa lang, isang araw lang yung isang, isang audiobook, di ba? So, yon For me, learning should never cease. Especially now when we're adults, wala na tayo sa school, di ba? So, pwede tayong mag-fall sa illusion na, oh, tapos na yung pag-aaral ko. But we have to keep on learning, especially on adulting, because it wasn't taught in school nga, di ba? So, kay- talagang kanya-kanyang effort to learn about life mm-hmm. in many aspects of our lives. So, good job ako sa continuous learning and then Pat on the back. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was physically patting my own self, guys. <laughs> Just so you know. My highlight is... Yes. Super proud. <laughs> Sige, ano yan? Sobrang simple lang nito. Hindi to bongga. Regularly ko na naiinom yung vitamins ko. Yes. Yan. Kasi meron na... <laughs> kasi meron akong isang lata ng isang bottle of vitamins. Hindi ko siya naiinom. I always forget. So now, ang ginawa ko, nilagay ko na siya sa table. So every time I eat, I'm reminded to drink my vitamins. So yon. Very good ako doon. Good job. <laughs> May natutunan tayo sa podcast yes. na ito, So I learned that to create a habit, you have to see it. Yes. So, Make it visible. Ko. So, yun. Vitamins every day. Sa lagay ba tayo lang mag-share? Yeah, hindi pwede. Hindi pwede. Para mag-share Ronald. Sir Ronald. Wow. Alright, I feel pressured. Uh, <laughs> um, 
the highlight uh, today is the first day of of teaching Introduction to Public Health to, to the Ooh. freshmen uh, in our college at the College of Public Health. Uh, so that was an absolute uh, joy uh, for me. There's 84, 85 of them. Um, students? Students, yeah, it's a big class. <laughs> yeah, it's a, fair, it's, a, it's a big class. I mean, they eventually split off. But anyway, I don't know. It's just, it's wonderful to see wide-eyed and curious uh, first-year students. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I many of them are in public health because they want to be uh, doctors and, and physicians. Mm-hmm. Um, but my role as faculty, as a professor, is always to question why you want to do what you want to do or what you think you want to do. Mm-hmm. And so, pub- ending Sir 8 na lang yung student. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, it's, so, it's wonderful to see, you know, uh, to, to see their beginning, I guess, the beginning of their journey uh, at UP uh, in public health. And I, I, I always enjoy that. So, mm-hmm. that, that for sure is mm-hmm. the highlight. Yeah. First day high. Yes, First yes, day. yes. Okay, let's get down to business. Okay. Sir, uh, tulad naman ng na-figure out na siguro natin ngayon, no? mukhang advocacy mo talaga yung mental health. Mm. Why is that mm. so? Paano ka napunta sa journey or passion na to? I think we get into the profession that we're in because of something personal. Yeah. Uh, I think that's true for many people. Um, for me, it was very straightforward. Um, I grew up with an aunt. Uh, she died a few years ago uh, with paranoid schizophrenia. Mm. I had always known my aunt to be psychotic. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was hearing voices, particularly like the police was out, was out to get her. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm smiling because you need a sense of humor to yeah. to understand that because they lived across the street from the police station. Okay. So, <laughs> so the fact that she had paranoia uh, paranoia about that, I mean, you need a sense of humor to <laughs> to really understand that. Um, in connection to that, I, I got into the profession that I am in. Um, because of something that I learned from my Lolo that I would later come to know as what's called community-based mental health. And that is my, my, my aunt uh, was always included in, in, in our family activities, in decision-making. She was never excluded. And, uh, and to my knowledge, she was never institutionalized, you know, which is a very fortunate thing, given what we know about mental health here in the Philippines. So, and I would later come to know that as community-based mental health. So I learned from my Lolo, you know, how do you respect people with mental health problems and, mm-hmm. and still consider them as people, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, and that's why I, I, I got into the, the profession uh, that I'm in, yeah. And particularly in the Philippines, because you did not grow up here, no, the yeah, yeah. Can you? Talk yeah, about exactly. So I'm, you know, I'm from Iloilo, and I think, like many of our mothers, um, my mother was a nurse. Um, she worked in Saudi Arabia for about uh, first ten years of my life. She saved all that money. We moved to the U.S. when it was much easier to move to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up in California, so I've been there uh, since 1991. But five years ago, I came back here to to the Philippines permanently mm-hmm. because in 2014 I was here uh, doing field work. Uh, I was uh, assessing the the Region Six, the mental health care system of Region Six for human rights violations. Anyway, I was here for three months, and I have a very distinct memory of sitting in a jeepney. Mm-hmm. Uh, from our, our town outside of Iloilo to go to the city in Iloilo because I was based at the regional office uh, in the city. And there was a live chicken 
uh, next the to same. me. And you've, mm-hmm. you've been to, I'm sure you've, <laughs> you've uh, been to those jeepney rides before, right? There's a bench in the middle, there are people in the roof, the side, yeah. like it's all over the place. <laughs> anyway, I, I was sitting next to a person holding a live chicken with his bare hands. <laughs> and like a light bulb came into my head. And I'm like, you know what? This, this is where I want to be. And so, in, in, in a jeepney, <laughs> <laughs> like I want to be back in in the Philippines, you know, and mm. and do a reverse migration, I guess. Mm. Um, and so after I graduated with my, uh, so I have a doctorate, but then I went back to school for a master's in public health. After I got my master's, uh, a few months later, I I flew back, and uh, here I am, voila, five years, uh, five years later, yeah. Happy ka naman sa naging decision mo. Oh, sir, yeah, sa absolutely. Oh, I don't regret it at all. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. I, I mean, absolutely. Um, and I do still get the question of, of why did you come back? But the question is usually tinged with judgment. Like, why did you come back? Like, there's a, the, the tone of, like, you had an opportunity to leave. Like, mm-hmm. why would you? Like, uh, are you out of your mind? Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Absolutely. Which makes total sense. I get why people want to leave. Um, I, I get that. Um, but for me, it's important to be doing whatever it is you're doing. Um, to to find meaning in your work, but not only meaning, but also enjoyable. You got to mm-hmm. like your work, but also find meaning in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me, that was here. And so Philippines. That's why I'm here. Welcome back. Oh, thank you. Mabuhay. <laughs> <laughs> and how about Diwa Mental Health? Mm-hmm. How did that start? Why did you? Yeah, so I... When I came back, um, I came back through uh, UP. UP has a thing called the Balik PhD program where they try to recruit people who have been uh, educated abroad, as you know very well. A lot of our people leave. And so, <laughs> so UP has, a, has an effort to, 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 to encourage people to come back. Anyway, I came mm-hmm. back through that, through that program, mm-hmm. and it came with a research grant, and I decided, you know what, what kind of research I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, kind, the big research I'm doing related to this was, uh, was the mental health of UP students mm-hmm. um, and so I called it uh, the Diwa mental health survey mm-hmm. right I was looking for a term right so I used Diwa um, because Diwa means like your psyche your, your, your body and mind connection yeah. um, and so I wanted to use that as an umbrella term but since that research it has expanded to other things so um, any project I do mm-hmm. uh, is under that term of Diwa um, uh, of, of Diwa mental health so, sir, in your social media post, you mm. use the phrase mental health and well-being. Mm. So, what's the difference between the yeah, two? Yeah, I, I purposely use both uh, often, um, even though they actually mean the same thing. And the reason for that is because of the context that we are in. Meaning, here in the Philippines, we think of mental health actually as the illness and disorders, right? Okay. Like when you, mm. when we talk about mental health, eventually we'll end up talking about depression yeah. or anxiety because we make a direct connection between mental health and the illness and the disorders, even mm. though that's not what it actually means, mm. right? Mental well-being, uh, mental health is something else uh, entirely. The illness or the disorders is, is a component of that, but mm. it's not the whole definition, okay. right? Yeah. So mental health is essentially, you know, do I have depression or I don't? Do I have... Anxiety, or maybe have a little bit of anxiety, right? But well-being is your level of contentment, your level of happiness, mm-hmm. and other aspects of health. In other words, it's possible to be depressed and be doing all right, mm-hmm. right? Because yes, I have chronic depression, but you know what? Today, I'm all right. I'm 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 happy. I'm okay. I'm, I'm good. Right. Mm. So for me, it's important to have both because I think most of us will never have depression, mm. but will feel not so good. 
Okay. Right? So for instance, most of us will, you know, we'll be stressed out, we'll feel lonely, we'll feel rejected, which are not disorders. Right, yeah. which are not illnesses, mental illnesses. Okay. Right? So to have the understanding, is, to have both kinds of understanding, I think is, is important. Because for me, fundamentally, a uh, related question is, you know, if someone has depression, can they also be well at the same time? And the answer to that is absolutely. Okay. You can have depression, but also go to work, go to school, have a job, and have friends. Right here, if we only focus on mental health, it's usually one or the other, right? Either you have depression or you don't, mm-hmm. which I don't find helpful. Um, mm-hmm. I think you can have depression and be going to school and mm-hmm. be going to work, which yeah. is the well-being part. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. then again, we have diabetics who are functional. Functional. Absolutely. Doing they have yes. careers. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Right. It's not one or the other. It's possible to have both. And okay. ang interesting ng sinabi na sir na, Ang una nating naisip when we mention mental health is... Sakit. <coughs> sakit. Uh-oh, when we can also view mental health as something we can optimize. Mm. So even if mm. we are not sick, we can be interested in mental health yes. just for the sake of optimizing our own. Mm-hmm. Parang physical health. Mm-mm. Umiinom ka ng vitamins. Yeah. To stay healthy to physically. Stay healthy. Not because you're sick. Yeah. Or, Mm-hmm. Yeah, nag-exercise tayo hindi lang dahil tumaas na yung blood pressure natin. Pero just because we want to be stronger. Mm-hmm. Diba? So yeah, we can mm-hmm. view mental health that way. And we should, I think. Yes, absolutely. I think uh, mental health is... The way I define mental health is actually it's pretty straightforward. It's how we think, it's how we feel, and it's how we behave. Such that it promotes our, our, our well-being. So how we think, feel, and behave. You know, does that affect your work, your your relationships, your your your, your schooling, for instance? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mental okay. health is for everyone. Yes. Well, my question is, um, why do you think mental health is not popular in the Philippines mm-hmm. or to Filipinos? Mm-hmm. Popular meaning uh, one is availability mm-hmm. uh, or access to people who can help you with your mental health, and another one is accepting the concept. Mm-hmm. So, para, why do you think I, that I is? Think, I, oh, that's, I think that's a good question, and I you know, part of that, of course, is a stigma. You know, uh, mental health as the word, as the phrase, and this goes back to the previous question, right? Because it's about depression, illness, you know, illness, disorders, and so forth, um, or what's wrong with you, or something like that. Then it makes sense why it's stigmatizing, right? And so that's why we don't talk about it. That's why it's not really highlighted. Um, But part of that is the fact that our uh, our foundational understanding of what it is is not accurate, right? Meaning it's not the disorder or the illness, right? It's something else, right? So I think the premise is not accurate to begin with, so it makes sense that it's stigmatizing. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you look at Filipino culture uh, Mm -hmm. in particular, uh, there's mental health and well-being all over the place. Uh, meaning, you know, the, the concepts of, of family, the concepts of, of social integration, the concepts of pakikisama, pakiramdam, all these kinds of things that I don't, you know, I don't really speak Filipino, but they're beautiful words. Uh, <laughs> um, these are mental health things. It's just that we don't make that deliberate connection, even though in my view it is. It's very much uh, a mental health thing. So to me, the concept of mental health, while it sounds new, mm-hmm. to me it's, it's actually not. It's just that we use the Western word of mental health which we don't have a direct translation for, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that's why it, lo- it sounds foreign. Okay. But again, if you look at especially literature of Sikiluhi and Filipino, there's a lot of good stuff there, 
uh, of indigenous psychology. Even our rituals and traditions, no, yung mga dalamhati, pakikiramay, luksa. Yeah, of, yes, of course. All of that promotes uh, mental health and social support. It's just that we don't we don't call it mental health, right? We call it we call it something else. But to me, the 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 the, the premise is the same. What about availability of um, mental health? Yeah, I think. Um, you know, for some people who, who maybe want to reach out and ask for help, absolutely. I mean, that's an ongoing concern for us. It's it's a growing uh, area. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, there's more uh, uh, students graduating uh, as psychometricians, right, as psychologists, uh, people uh, entering psychiatry and social work, guidance and counseling. I think that's good. I think that's great. Uh, but yes, you're absolutely right. It's still very much lacking. And that's something that we... Uh, that we need to uh, we need to grow on, and I think the but that particular area of the field itself also needs a lot of work. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of psychometricians end up in human resources. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's important. But to me, that suggests that more needs to be done in regards to the education and training of people who study psychology. Mm-hmm. Right? If I end up only much in in uh, in, in human resources or industrial psychology. Then they, that's very narrow. Because mm-hmm. you know? yeah. may, opportu- may better exactly, opportunities. Exactly. So, so which means uh, we need to do better uh, as a culture, as a society, to do. Okay, how can we expand the opportunities outside uh, of uh, human resources, mm-hmm. for instance? Well, factor din kaya sa availability yung parang socioeconomic um, capability ng tao. Yes, absolutely. I think for some people, it's not accessible because, uh, you know, they not only physically, like geographically, yeah. right? The psychologist is 20 kilometers away or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but also, um, it's expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's expensive. A lot of insurance are not, you know, out, does not cover outpatient psychotherapy, yeah. which means you have to pay out of pocket. So if you have chronic depression, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. Right, because you have to keep going and and then yeah. paying for for therapy, for instance, or even mm-hmm. psychiatric medication. Right, yeah. so um, that can be that can lead to what we call in public health catastrophic health care. Right, you mm-hmm. keep paying for for your own health care when it should be covered by insurance. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, and for some people, especially if you're in the informal sector. Um, you know, yeah. you don't have an employer yeah. who who covers their your insurance. Yeah. Then yeah, that can be very difficult, especially mm-hmm. yeah. Oo nga, no? The fact na hindi covered sa maraming insurance ang yeah. mental health, yeah. it already makes it inaccessible. Sanctions. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mental health yeah, in general. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. So, if ever may nakikinig dito na <laughs> lawmaker or something, you know, I think uh, there's a policy change that has to be done kung ganong aspect na na. Yes, and a couple of uh, years ago, almost a year and a half ago now, right, the mental health law, mm-hmm. uh, the mental health, uh, the Philippine Mental Health Act uh, was passed, uh, I think around June 2018, and then last year, January 2019, the rules and regulations came out, the implementing rules and regulations came out. So mm-hmm. it's, I think it's a good start. I okay. think it's a, it's a good start. We're definitely headed in that direction. Uh, so it is promising, but okay. absolutely. That's why it's but it for me as someone who came back five years ago. It's an exciting time to be in mental health because okay. I feel like it's it's coming getting off the ground mm-hmm. and, and and it's cool to be part of that process. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're hopeful. That yeah, there will yes, be change. absolutely, sure. Yeah. So maybe nasa early stages palang tayo. Uh, it's yes. not like it's hopeless. Mm-hmm. We're yes. getting there. Nah. Mm-hmm. Good job. Good job. All right. Also, sir, na banggit mo na diwa means our psyche, mm-hmm. meaning yung mind-body connection mm-hmm. natin. So, 
culture kasi natin ngayon, popular yung duality ng body and mind mm. or body and psyche mm. as if they are two totally separate entities. Mm. So, can you enlighten us on the mind and body connection, the physical health and the mental yeah, health? Yeah, I, th- I, I think um, in some studies, for instance, uh, in, in Western studies, when they have Asian or Pacific Islander samples as part of the study, the Asians and Pacific Islanders tend to describe physical complaints. Right, I have a headache, I have a backache, even though they actually don't have a headache or a backache. In other words, they use physical complaints as a substitute for emotional concerns. So instead of saying, I'm sad, I'm going to say, I have a headache. Uh, do you see what I mean? Um, but it, but doesn't, that's not to say that what they're saying is false. If anything, it is very much consistent with this body and mind thing. Yeah. Meaning that the way I feel... Uh, think and think is connected to how I experience my body, right? Mm-hmm. So my my body, my backache, for instance, could very well suggest that I am in fact feeling sad or mm-hmm. feeling low or anxious or whatever it is. Um, and to me, that's an advantage because if you have difficulty in a culture expressing how you feel, then but more comfortable explaining how you physically feel, then. To me, that's an opportunity. All right, let's. How can we utilize that to our advantage? Mm-hmm. That when a patient comes in with, oh, I have a headache, I have a backache, or whatever it is, uh, maybe that's an uh, an avenue to talk about uh, mental health and well being, mm-hmm. right? Because you're you're using that language of of, of describing physical complaints. Um, but in any case, uh, body and mind is absolutely connected. Our physical health is connected to our mental health and vice versa. Like even, like I'm doing a study right now, for instance, of people with, uh, who are living with HIV, which is a physical problem. But we know from studies elsewhere that people living with HIV are also at an increased risk for mental health issues, mm-hmm. right? For a number of things, including uh, maybe when their family find out that they're uh, HIV positive, maybe they're isolated, they're I- excluded, mm-hmm. right? And that could lead to right depression, anxiety, so forth. So uh, of course, it's very much, uh, uh, it's very much related and connected. Yeah. Actually, feeling ko nga inseparable silang dalawa. Absolutely, no? yeah, yeah. Kasi salmon din sir, based on our own experiences, uh-huh. like me, uh-huh. if I lack sleep or kung PMS ako, uh-huh. <laughs> iba yung pakiramdam ko not yeah. only physical pakiramdam but how uh, I feel about myself absolutely. and how I respond to the world outside of me mm. yeah. yeah that's mental health as well if we come to think of it no actually yung anak pa nga, yung toddler anak ng kaibigan ko pa yung nagpoint out na napaisip ako her dad was talking about mind and body mm. or something and then she said but dad the brain is part of the body <laughs> so parang Oh nga, no? Mm-hmm. So why do we keep on separating those two mm-hmm. things? I love it. How old is this girl? Back then, maybe she was like, I don't know, maybe five or six. <laughs> oh, cute. So Very smart. smart. So simple, no? How did we forget about that fact growing up, diba? Okay, So our next question is, in our modern society, uh, what do you think are some rampant yet invisible factors that harm people's mental health? Oh, gosh, uh, many, I think. Um, you should read Gia Tolentino's uh, Trick Mirror. Uh, it just came out a few months ago. She's a ca- Filipino-Canadian. She also writes for The New Yorker, which is uh, wow. my favorite magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of things, especially among young people, uh, including millennials and, and Generation Z, um, 
even like listening to 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 all of us here the word performance uh the word <laughs> optimizing she talks about there she has an entire essay on optimizing uh-huh. um like for instance like people who wear athleisure she makes fun of it it's <laughs> fascinating uh, <laughs> anyway no the, the the point really there is i think there's a lot of pressure on 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 on, on young people mm-hmm. uh these days to perform yes. to optimize to perfect to to always be better without really knowing even know what that is, right? Mm-hmm. What is better? Yeah, like hustle what, culture. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. So I think that's an invisible uh, expectation and an unrealistic one. I think um, that uh, that 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 uh, that's a pressure on us. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I think it doesn't help. Perhaps that in social media also. Um, it's hard to navigate the use of social media without feeling so personally affected by it. Mm-hmm. As an example, for instance, my social media use is very deliberate. My my use of social media is professional in nature. My Instagram, my Twitter is all professionally uh, related. I don't have a personal account with the exception of another Facebook account. So I have two Facebook accounts. And I've been at it. But my point really there is that I think for some young people, it's hard to, it's hard to delineate you know, um, who I am personally and how I am related to social media and what, what is my social media uh, use for, um, I, think is a, I think another pressure for a lot of young people. So tama ba, sir, ang pagkaintindi namin na you're pointing out two connected mm. things or mm. factors. First is the pressure to perform mm. and mm. second is to show it on social yeah. media. Yeah, I th- yes, I, I, exactly. Mm. Ex- Gia's yeah. point in her book, especially in the first chapter, is social media posting is essentially performance. You are mm. performing, yeah. right? Oh so gosh. it makes sense that you want to put on the right makeup, the right angle, because you are Performing, yeah. Whether we are conscious about it or not. Yes, I, I, exactly. And she comes from a place of social psychology, mm-hmm. uh, where in our everyday life we are performing. We are. This is performance right yes. now, yeah. right? You are seeing me, but since we don't know each other, I am displaying what you think I am, mm-hmm. right? So I'm performing right in front of you. It's maximized through social media, right? Because nothing happens in social media unless you post. <laughs> right? I mean, nothing ever happens. <laughs> so you need to post, right? Which means the posting must be deliberately performed, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but that's exhausting. Yes. Because yeah. you're always performing, yeah. right? And that's the part that I think her uh, one of her key points in the book is that the, uh, the pressure to always perform is unrealistic mm-hmm. and not good for our mental health, ultimately. Just to clarify, because mm-hmm. I, I don't want us naman to come across our audiences na we're discouraging each other from getting better, mm. from being better people. Mm. So are, are you with us in thinking that it's perfectly fine to want to be better, to aspire to be better, but it's the pressure we put upon ourselves that might be harmful? Uh, yeah, of course. I think it's fine to pursue whatever you feel is best for you, you know, your aspirations, your dreams, your career goals, and all that's good. Um, But also, I'm coming from a place where you are amazing the way you are. You are enough. Exactly. So, but for some people, 
it's hard to believe that. It's one thing to hear it. It's another to feel it, right? Yes. So some, for some people, they don't feel like they're enough. They don't feel valued or they don't feel that they, that they matter. And so th- that's why it's hard to delineate sometimes, right? Am I, uh, am I performing or am I, yes, I'm trying to be a better person or am I optimizing and performing, right? That's hard to delineate. Like one of the things, again, I, again I'm, I don't know why I'm plugging the book because I love the book, <laughs> uh, is that one of the things she puts up in the essays that she writes is why do people post? And so it made me, it made me reflect on, the, on the, th- the stuff that I see on Instagram and Facebook. Like Instagram, for instance, like these influencers, which is, I, is such a self-conceit. It's a, a funny <laughs> word. Um, <laughs> like, what, like when you're posting, you know, the fact that you went to the gym and your shirt is off, like what does that do to society? Like mm-hmm. what are you doing? How does it move forward? How does it improve other people's lives? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be inspirational. Yeah, my like, inspiration yeah, are in social media, but for so, example. But sometimes, if I see too much of it, it right. gives me unnecessary pressure. Na mm. I have to look like this. But I, I think for some, and that's a good point. And I think mm. for some, for some of us, the 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 post on social media substitutes for action. Yeah, like meaning, oh, I. Gave my opinion about this issue, and now I'm done. But the thing no. is, your opinion doesn't actually change Ooh, the actual yeah. issue. Yeah, yeah. I right. Get, I get. So, okay, okay. Um, but these days, we post to the extent that actually no action is done. Mm-hmm. We we feel that the post is sufficient mm-hmm. to meet the, the 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 change we believe we are making. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. So it gives us the illusion of importance. Uh, well, it gives the illusion that you've done something. Yeah, mm-hmm. which yeah, makes yeah. us yeah, important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, if you feel like you want to post and, and all that jazz, I think that's fine. Um, but I think it's important for us to reflect on why are we posting? Yeah. You know, does it move society forward? It's nice that uh, Sir Ronald, na it, we don't intend to judge people who post in mm. social media because, well, the three of us do. Mm. Yeah. Not as often. Nga lang. But yeah, it's very nice to reflect on our own intentions. Because mm. not only dahil it might annoy other people, but it might, and it probably is actually harming us in the long mm. run by putting pressure in ourselves to perform. Can I add to that? Um, I love that you raise your hand. She does that every podcast. <laughs> so if, if if you're gonna check my social media accounts, yes, I post like once a year <laughs> or never at all. I think no 2018 wala post or something like that. Lagi ko sing iniisip. Do I not want to be judged? Mm. Or ano ba talaga yung intention ko of posting? Nasa-stress ako dun sa thought pa lang ng anong ipopost ko? <laughs> or anong ikakaption ko dito? Yeah. So, I think gets ko yung sinasabi ni Sir na merong pressure to be something, someone. And yung sinasabi ni Ninika na yung mga fitspiration, yeah, kasi meron ako mga fina-follow na uh, YouTube uh, fitness vloggers. Mm. Pero if it's too much, nagmumukhang yung life mo is hindi normal. Na ang normal is laging dapat the best yung life mo. So I try to live my life outside social media. Kasi yun yung totoo ko talagang buhay. I've been fortunate enough to meet influencers here uh, okay. in the Philippines. I know 
for sure that many of them take hours to prepare just to have a picture before it is posted on Instagram. Yeah, it is. Yes. The it's effort true. it takes. But then when you look at Instagram, it looks as if they just, oh, they're hanging out or whatever. Uh, but it's not. They, they actually prepared with their personal assistance on the makeup, on the clothing. So there, to me, there's clear performance there. Yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, it made me wonder, like, what? Like, why? Like, what, you know, what does it do? Like, what does it, does it do? I mean, it's one thing if you want to get something out of that, and that's one thing, and there's nothing wrong mm. with that. Yeah. You know, we all want to be liked. And, mm. I mean, that's perfectly fine. But, again, um, at the end of the day, how does it help society, mm. like, in general, mm. you know? Maybe in the short term, it helps us by having validation. Mm. Yeah. And, like what we talked about friend, ko, si Sheena, we realize that validation is addicting, no? Mm-hmm. Even if we do not articulate it to ourselves now, I'm going to post on Instagram, I want validation now. And it's quite, it can be quite complex. And, and, you know, I think for many influencers, for instance, you know, how do you use your platform? You know, yeah. what do you advocate for? So, for instance, very recently, I don't know her name, so forgive me, uh, but she's a popular makeup uh, artist. She came, she came out as trans. Uh, just recently. Nikki. This was, I think, in the last Nikki 24 tutorials. hours. Yeah. And, and I think that's amazing, right? So she does mm. these tutorials. I've never seen them, but apparently she does tutorials about how to put on makeup, blah, 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 which is great. And, uh, uh, and, and that's amazing. If you know, if you like putting on makeup, maybe she's the person to go to. But the fact that she came out as trans is significant mm. because she's using that platform to present an example and use representation. Like, mm-hmm. look, there's a trans person out there mm-hmm. uh, who can be Right, who can be influential in a in, in a positive way, and I think that's beautiful. Although, however, having said that, I I, I doubt that for many influencers, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. I think for many influencers, they no, it's very much performance and also money. <laughs> uh, exactly, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for us who consume, uh-huh. hindi tayo nagpopost. I think it's skill then na masift mo kung ano kung sino lang yung mga uh, if you follow, follow mo. Yeah, mm-hmm. and be mindful if uh, this person, ano epekto nun sa'yo? Yeah. Mentally. So, yun. Mm-hmm. Like, does this person make me feel motivated, inspired? Mm-hmm. Or does this person make me feel um, yeah. intimidated or not yeah. enough? And I think the challenge we face, especially as young people in social media also, is that we, uh, we are not really taught either by family, by parents, and how to manage our social media use. Yeah. Yeah. So it, 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 the learning almost has to come from elsewhere. Yeah. Um, like, for instance, I, I'm sure you know this very well. Like, like when, for instance, on Instagram, when you start looking at certain pictures, you'll notice that the search function will search for those things, which means yeah. the algorithm yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually prevents you from looking at other things that you could possibly also enjoy, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're looking at that uh, fitspiration kind of person, then eventually you'll see a bunch of people with their shirt yeah. off at the yeah. gym or whatever, yeah. right? So I wonder if many people know that, right? Mm-hmm. Which means you have to deliberately almost change your search or, or deliberately look at mm-hmm. other pictures so that yeah. the algorithm will change again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, And I think Nessa disadvantaged position tayo because I have this, well, personal theory na in every revolution, like technological revolution or food revolution, industrial, industrial revolution, revolution <laughs> yung first generation to experience that becomes the guinea pig. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sa technological revolution or information revolution, I think tayo yun. Tayo yun millennials yun. Mm. We are the last generation to experience to life. Life without, without 
internet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And right. the first ones also to grow up using it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yung mga bad effects niya, good effects and bad effects niya, nalalaman lang after decades of us using the technology. Mm-hmm. So obviously I think we cannot judge ourselves for not knowing beforehand mm-hmm. what would have happened because it's it's totally new. It was yeah. unprecedented. Yeah. Kaya ngayon lang din natin nalalaman na, oh my God, meron palang negative effects ng mga pinagagawa natin which was not tested before yeah. in another generation. Yeah. I was fiddling with my phone because hindi ko kasi maisip yung, hindi ko matandaan yung sinabi ni Yuval Noah Harari, mm-hmm. one of my favorite authors. Sabi niya to sa book na 21 Lessons for the 21st Century. In the age of Facebook and Instagram, you can observe this myth-making process more clearly than ever before. Because some of it has been outsourced from the mind to the computer. It is fascinating and terrifying to behold people who spend countless hours constructing and embellishing a perfect self online, becoming attached to their own creation and mistaking it for the truth about themselves. People ask, who am I? And expect to be told a story. The first thing you need to know about yourself is that you are not a story. Ganda. And for every post that we put into our social media accounts, it's contributing to the story we, we make ourselves. up, not only for those people who see it, but also to ourselves. Mm-hmm. So there's a huge, huge tendency and possibility and probability that it's taking us away from the authentic selves that we already all are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, another question is, is there a certain group of people in the Philippines who are most at risk of mental health issues like mm. a certain gender mm. uh, age or socioeconomic class I I think um I think uh, I think we're all uh, you know at risk for mental health uh, issues but yes yeah, some people are I think are more uh, vulnerable mm-hmm. to these kinds of things. Uh, you know, for instance, we know that uh, socioeconomic status, poverty in particular, mm-hmm. uh, is extremely stressful. Actually, may nabasa po ako before na poverty itself actually is traumatic. Absolutely, it can be absolutely. And it's a so, form of trauma in itself. It's, so it's like a it's a chronic uh, it's a chronic uh, pressure on you, and so of course. And, and when that's the case, then you are at increased risk for, for these kinds of problems, including mm-hmm. depression or anxiety. Um, of course, um, young people especially, also um, between uh, especially uh, teenagers and up to the age of 25, um, are vulnerable to mental health uh, concerns uh, by, virtue of their, by virtue of their age mm-hmm. and by virtue of, of, uh, of their life transition, right, for many young people especially. Uh, you know, it's their first time away from home, uh, especially if you go away for college, for instance. So that can be uh, a very, you know, a stressful time or a difficult time for some people. Um, and physiologically speaking, bodily changes is also related to that. So coupled with, you know, let's say being stressed away from home, then you are increased risk for those kinds of things. Um, I'm, I'm less sold on whether or not, let's say, women are more vulnerable to, um, uh, well, they're more vulnerable in a sense that we live in a patriarchal society. So, for instance, we believe that women are more depressed um, than, than, than men. But I always point out um, that actually in experimental studies, for instance, when a female patient comes in with symptoms of depression, mm-hmm. she's more likely to be diagnosed with depression. Mm-hmm. However, when a, when a male patient comes in with the exact same symptoms, he is more likely to be diagnosed with a heart problem. 
Which begs the question, why? We believe that women are depressed, and we believe men have heart problems. <laughs> Which means, are we over-diagnosing women and under-diagnosing men? Mm. Right? Even, because in epidemiological surveillance, there's no significant difference between the experience of depression between men and women. Mm. Right? So those are sociocultural factors also that we need to take into, uh, to take into consideration. And lastly, um, we are all vulnerable to certain kinds of mental health problems by virtue of our trajectory in life. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're young, for instance, uh, you know, so issues of autism, ADHD, right, those kinds of things. I mean, another neglected topic, I think, especially here in the Philippines, but I think all over the world, is the mental health of, of the elderly uh, and seniors, right? We don't really talk about those, you know? And so I think that's something that we need to talk about. Uh, yes, yes, we respect our elderly, as we, you know, as we, we tend to say here in Filipino culture, but we don't really think about their mental health and mental well-being, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, and so I think that's a growing area that needs to be also be uh, looked into. Sobrang, ang, syempre, nag-stick sa akin pinaka yung sabi ni Sir about the elderly, because I'm very close to my lola. Uh, lately, kasi, with the intention of making her life easier, mm. we provided her with house help okay, yeah. para less chores for her. Sure. Yeah. So I was expecting na super matutuwash about that. I didn't expect that matulungkot siya because sa kanya parang nawawala na siya ng silbi. Yes, exactly. Mm, gets, gets, gets. And I kept on insisting na, no, Lola, it's yeah, yeah. it's for you. It's yeah. yun parang siya, yun nga, nung yeah. binoise out niya na, she feels useless na. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. Sobrang tagus yun yeah. sa akin. So, nag-compromise na lang kami na every other day na lang <laughs> papasok yeah. yung, yeah. yung I think help. that's an excellent example. I mean, mm. that's an, ex- an excellent example of a thing called benevolent bias where our help is actually patronizing. We're trying to help other people, but actually it is patronizing because the help subsumes uh, a judgment we're making, and that is, oh, you're vulnerable, and therefore you need help. Oh, right. Instead of including them in the decision making, I'm like, oh, would you like help? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some people will say no. <laughs> like one perfect example I have is someone who's Filipino American. Like for instance, in at, this happens a lot at the airport, in uh, especially in international airports. So if you ever taken a long flight, especially mm-hmm. of Philippine <laughs> Airlines, um, there's a lot of elderly people right yeah. waiting to fly off or whatever. Right. But almost always there's a wheelchair waiting. available uh-huh. waiting. They are always in wheelchairs. Now, one and for me, that begs the question, why is that? Now, on the one hand, you could say, oh, we're Filipino, we respect our elderly, we want to be helpful, blah, blah, blah. But there's a part of me that wonders, maybe we think that they're vulnerable and can't do it by themselves, mm. which is patronizing, mm-hmm. right? So over time... And might be disempowering exactly. also. Exactly. So we inculcate a culture, oh, you're old, you're elderly, you can't do things for yourself, so here's a wheelchair, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Which is a very, in my view, a, a disrespectful and disempowering attitude towards el- uh, the elderly people. And it it also can trigger what Martin Seligman mm. and his his research partner found about learned helplessness. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, that you learn over time that no matter what I do, uh, it, it would make a difference. Yeah, mm. I, I feel helpless to do uh, whatever. And because a, a related issue to that, I'm glad you raised that, is, is people who do have depression or anxiety. All right? So once we find out a co-worker has anxiety or depression, we what do we do? We tiptoe around that person. Oh, we want to make sure she doesn't cry. We want to make sure she doesn't have a panic attack. Yes. Like, you see, you're trying to be helpful, but what you're actually doing is reinforcing stigma. Because what you're actually doing is you're thinking, oh, you're vulnerable. 
Uh, yeah. So you can't. Yeah, we have to. We have to be careful around you. And that is not helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ultimately. Mm-hmm. Okay. What can we do? What are the steps that we can take to be um, prepared or to be you know, to be healthier, mentally healthier? Oh gosh, uh, Type a general. lot. Uh, yeah, there are a lot. lot. The actionable one. The most yeah, yeah. actionable ones. I mean, a l- I mean, a lot. I mean, <laughs> and I think we've. I mean, the uh, to me, the the basics work. Uh, they really do. Mm-hmm. Uh, surrounding yourself with uh, w- with people you trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, surrounding yourself with, uh, w- with with good friends and and, and family. Um, I think is important uh, to be socially integrated is also important. Um, social support and social integration are two different things. Um, social support, right, include your friends, your family, but social integration is also interactions you have with people that are not close to you. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, uh, in studies where uh, people have uh, mental wellness and live to be uh, over the age of 100, uh, in those communities, those people who live, like, really old, mm-hmm. um, they are socially integrated. What does that mean? Um, here in the Philippines, that means, you know, do you talk to your grab driver? Do you, do, do you talk to the security guard when you enter the building, right? These are people we don't know, mm-hmm. but we have regular interaction with them, right? Okay. You talk to the cashier every time you get your lunch at the mall or something like that, yeah. right? Social integration means having those kinds of, uh, you know, minute conversations that seems benign, but it shows that you are connected as people. Like, they, they, they're, they're, there's that human connection, and I think that's a... I think that's important. Uh, again, the usual stuff works. Exercise is extremely important, especially running. Uh, running is cheap. Like you could run anywhere. No, you don't need anything else. Yes. Right? So um, exercise, regular exercise is important, especially at least uh, 30 minutes uh, thirty minutes a day. Meditation also mm. works. Meditation has a has kind of a, a, a poor reputation, like a new agey kind of a thing, <laughs> because I think most people don't know what it is. But if you know how to breathe, you know how to meditate. Okay. Because that's all you're doing. Okay. You're just breathing, right? Um, I think that's another uh, another technique mm-hmm. uh, you can uh, y- you can use. Having a good night's of sleep, I think, is important. Writing at the end of the day, three things you are uh, grateful for mm-hmm. um, Ooh, is something uh, to f- refocus your mind. And related to that is to write down one positive thing that has happened in the last 24 hours. Because our mind is so focused on the negative that we forget something good happened, right? Mm-hmm. So writing it down uh, allows our brain to relive that moment, oh, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, something good happened today, and this is what it was. And, and writing it down helps because it, it, reminds your, um, it, reminds your, it reminds your brain. For you, what's one behavior that if people adapt will yield most progress in their mental health? Um... I think it's something that I have mentioned before. Um, surrounding yourself with, with good people. Um, good people meaning? Uh, I mean, you that are supportive uh, to you, who validate you. And um, uh, and again, it doesn't always have to be family. For many of us in society, we create our own family. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could be friends. That could be classmates. Um, we are social beings at the end of the day. Even if there are times where we want to be isolated and be left alone, that's perfectly okay. Uh, but hopefully, uh, for the majority of that time, you are surrounded by people who, who, uh, who support you. Um, and I think that's extremely, extremely crucial. I find it very interesting that Sir Ronald used the term people who are good for you, not people whom you love. Because there are times when the people 
whom we love are not necessarily good for us. Uh-huh. May nag-react po dito. <laughs> secret kung sino, secret kung sino, pero... <laughs> Absolutely, I, I, exactly. You know, um, uh, we, there are people in our life that, uh, that, that we love, uh, but love doesn't always translate to good, mm-hmm. right? So, yes, I can still love you, but you're not good for me. Mm-hmm. And so I need to do something else. Right, so... In the same way that we surround ourselves with good people that we don't necessarily love. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. In that romantic or in love sense, right? Yeah. Uh, of course, we love them in the human sense. Mm-hmm. Oh. Feeling ko, tip of the iceberg pa lang yung natatouch natin. Yeah. So it's mental really, health. really an introduction yeah. to mental health. Yeah. Mental yes. health 101. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you. We, we learned a lot. I so learned brand. a lot yes. today. How about you guys? Opo. Sobrang laman nung episode. Yes. Oo. Bitin na ako, guys. Parang feeling ko five minutes pa lang yung lumipas. <laughs> Pero uh, I crave more of this. What are your takeaways, guys? What I took away was we have to be hopeful about the mental mm. health industry and mm. may place for growth. Parang it's still evolving, so let's not lose hope. Mm-hmm. And people are working on it. So I think small stuff like this like this episode will help a lot so yun laban lang laban, <laughs> laban lang tayo guys yun dami ko dami sa notes isa lang pili ka lang uh, siguro yung ano na lang yung sa social media mm-hmm. na validate yung want ko to be off of social media yeah. and na na it's okay to use social media professionally Kasi si Sir Ronald is very intentional kung paano niya ginagamit yung social media accounts. Yeah. That's the keyword, no? Intentional. Yeah, intentional. Or Ronald pala. That's the keyword, no? Ronald. <laughs> How about you, Carla? Isa sa main takeaways ko is that we should start caring for our mental health not when we're sick already. Yeah. But way, way before. Because mm-hmm. our mental health is something that we've had all along. So, kailan mo pa siya papansinin in times of danger na? So, yeah, you should nurture it like now na. Now na! <laughs> Correct. I love it. I love this episode. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Unless, unless may takeaway ka, sir. Sorry, hindi ka namin natanong. Inassume na natin na wala siyang takeaway. Oh, no. I guess I just, uh, I just want to say uh, thank you to the, to, to the three of you. It's, I, 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 I really am uh, appreciative and heartened to see young people uh, focus on uh, focus on mental health. I think um, you you as young people are crucial in promoting mental health and, and, and well-being here. So it's here in the country. And so it's great to see young people such as yourselves and not only uh, uh, young people such as yourselves, but also the ways in which you're doing it, such as this podcast, mm-hmm. right? It's not those... Like boring journal articles or whatever, <laughs> right? You know, like these kinds of new ways of, of, of getting the word out there. I think it's great. So I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, sir, Thank for you. calling Thank us you. young people. Yun pala. Yun yung takeaway. Pangalawang takeaway. Would you like to promote your social media account? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, again, um, I, I run Diwa uh, Mental Health. So there's diwamentalhealth.com. That's my... That's my website, mm-hmm. which is all my kinds of work. Uh, I'm also Diwa Mental Health on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Twitter and Facebook, it's at Diwa MH. Um, of course, Mental Health. So Diwa mm-hmm. MH. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. 
Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So we release podcasts every Saturday. And we also release quotable quotes. And um, and we share our resources, our yes. legit resources yes. in our Facebook account. So just follow us for more episodes of It's an Adult Thing. Thank, Thank you for you listening, much. guys. Thank, Thank, you. You, Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much. Again, this has been It's, it's an, an Adult Thing. thing. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.